take a moment within your day to simply pay attention to the present moment, this experience that you are living. Often being provided things that are completely in our control and things that are completely out of our control within this moment. Taking a breath in and a breath out, scanning your physical body. Examining the nuances of this body, this permanence that becomes clearer and clearer of what you know. Breathing in and breathing out. And with each moment, taking this opportunity to reflect on all things that have transpired in your life. Feeling like a flip book, taking a moment to simply scan your life, being ever so gentle with each breath in and each breath out, taking intentional pause to reflect on some moments, some experiences, and the pinnacle transformations that you have made throughout this lifetime. Breathing in and breathing out. Settling in to everything that has been so transformative, be it in your control or completely out of your control. And as you continue to reflect, I encourage you now to engage back into this present moment, this time, knowing that you can come back to that experience, that exercise at any given moment, ending a deeper breath, a more grounding breath in this present day. And when you're ready, with no rush, no sense of urgency, simply opening your eyes, to see the room, to see yourself a little differently than when you first did this exercise. Hi, it's Ryan. Welcome to your weekly dose of The Psychedelic Psychologist, where I invite my guests to share stories about their psychedelic experience. We cover a variety of topics from overcoming addiction and severe depression to finding wholeness and spiritual emergence. Today's podcast, you're going to hear from one of my guests, Felix, who I've had the privilege of knowing and working with for some time. Felix today brings us a wonderful glimpse of his personal story as it relates to psychedelics and the integration of this work. Felix, it's great to hear you. It's great to see you. How are you coming in? Great to be here. Very, very happy. Showing good today. Nice to see you, Doctor by Sherpa. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we've had a long relationship of diving into many different subject matters. We've dove into a plethora of subject matters. What is coming to the surface knowing that you intentionally take time to look at yourself in this moment? 
a lot. It's kind of a flood, to be honest. There's a lot of mixed emotion. You always tend to bring a lot of reflection to my current state and my past and sort of the journey that got me there, which is usually an overwhelming sense of just happiness, sadness, all of it all at once. And right now, um, just feeling very grateful to be here, really excited about this opportunity and just grateful for you for enlightening the general public about a medicine that's completely changed my life and the experience that's completely changed my life forever. And hearing your voice, are you feeling more and more capable of being able to play with all those emotions at any given moment? It sounds as if they come through you quite intimately. They do. And yes, without diving too deep right away, one of the things that happened right away in my experience was a realization of ego, a lot of emotions and things that I was fighting and hiding from. And since what I call my ceremony, a lot of those I've been able to face more readily in a way that makes navigating just daily life in general easier if I'm putting it gently. That's fantastic because, and you know, in respect to us, we'll go very psychedelic in conversation. So maybe start in the middle, start at the end and then finish off at the beginning. But what I'm hearing you say is your experience has provided you access to living symbiotically with your emotional state and not being afraid of it and also removing the ego all the while you're doing that. That's exactly right. Yep. Can you tell me a little bit about what that lived experience is when we see emotions come up so intimately in the vulnerability of our everyday life? Yeah, that's kind of tough. Hold me a little bit with that. Right. So I just witnessed you talking very intimately about just the removal of ego, yet you're still captivated by emotional states. How do, because the ego would say, don't face it over, you know, overlook it, maybe even suppress it. But here I hear you, Felix, say that you go right at these emotions and kind of swim in them all the while the ego is also being dissolved and put aside. Yeah. So I think it's, I think it's facing these feelings and not running. That's a big thing with my experience. I came in with a mantra when I was on my psychedelic journey and my ceremony, let it be. And I accept, and I've taken that through that experience with me every single day. Like if I'm faced with something that's challenging, whether it's work or emotion and relationships with friends or family or my girlfriend or whatever, if I try to avoid it, it gets, things just get worse. That's just the way it is. So presence and and being able to just face something head on and accept it and and deal with it while it's there and recognize it instead of just like blind eye pushing it aside makes life a lot easier to navigate just in general so it's pretty cool that is important to pause around too. this idea of letting it be so when you went into your ceremony did you get the sensation that you then were bombarded with different challenges or could you paint a picture of what that ceremony looked like as it relates to emotions and not running away from things? Absolutely. So full transparency on that level, 
psychedelics scared the shit out of me. I hope I can swear here. You can swear all you want. This is great. All right, fuck yeah. We need, okay. we need it. All right, good. Yeah, we I, I, I will fucking endorse swearing to the fucking MTG. We're good. <laughs> appreciate that. So they scared the shit out of me. It's, I don't like losing control. I think that that's maybe a part of my ego that I've learned a lot about over the last couple of years since my experience. And so, yeah, it's, it's one of these things where uh, it was something that I just said, not for me, if for probably a year, I knew that it was therapy and I actually walking into it the week before I had done meditation and yoga twice a day at minimum, lots of breathing exercise. I had horrible anxiety. Um, when I went in, I felt very, very at peace. I spoke the medicine before I consumed it. And I think that did something too. If you really respect it and understand that you're not going to be able to control it, you just need to let it do what it's going to do. That's a really scary thing. That's a really fucking scary thing. And say more about that. Let's pause there for just a second. And I don't mean to, but yeah. Say more about walking in, removing the anxiety before, and then having the courage to sit with the medicine and communicate with it. Can you tell me about that experience in that moment? Yeah. So one thing that, I mean, it's something we've talked about in the past. One thing I'd done a bunch of research and realized that, you know, this is something that different civilizations, this medicine have used from a spiritual standpoint and a guided sort of standpoint and reaching a new level of enlightenment that you just can't realize on your own. You know, some people can find that if I've read through like meditation and, you know, there's different methods that are natural that don't require consuming anything, but speaking to it and respecting it, if, if when I was very young, I ate a very large dose of psilocybin and went into complete outer space. That was my first time really experiencing that level of psychedelics, complete loss of control. Just, I mean, I was out with friends. I was like 13 years old. You know what I mean? It was a very, very powerful experience. I think without knowing that it was really medicine and thinking it was more a party drug when I was very young, I had out of body experiences. I had experiences then that I think I carried with me subconsciously. I didn't know what they meant. And I didn't know the power that they withheld. So, um, so walking into it this time and, and really looking at it like medicine and knowing that there's something, whatever it is, because I think a lot of people think that there's this thing they want fixed. They think they know their trauma because we all have this trauma inside of us, right? That's really a big part of what often makes life challenging. I think for a lot of us in tons of different ways, but. So recognizing that it's not something you can control is super important and, and bowing down and totally surrendering and saying, this is, this is what it is. And it's going to take me on the trip that I need to go on right now, I think is really important. So speaking to it, I've looked back on that many times since it's been a couple of years now, and I really do believe that, that letting it know that I'm surrendering, like physically speaking to the mushrooms was a very powerful part just in an entry to my psychedelic experience. With a humbling voice too, to know that it's outside of ourselves for 
the idea of us wanting control or direction, even to heal the trauma or face certain things, we're completely out of control when it comes to that. That's right. So then we're in a place too that I hear you say of at that moment, you do have to let it be, as you said earlier. And what does that look like now? Paint that finishing the colors of that experience what did it look like to let go and simply be so to let go and simply be so if i'm talking specifically in my psychedelic experience um i had a lot of really dark really heavy moments where i had physical like demons as real as i'm looking at you right now coming at me with glowing eyes and I started to freak out. I could feel myself just the, the fire burning within and I wanted to run and it was so scary. And I remember in that experience, holding my arms open and saying, I accept until it was an inch from my face, these, this group of demons. And as I continued to do that, all of a sudden I went through them like they were just dust and I was flying through space and time in the sky. and. And again, as real as I'm looking at you, it sounds like bullshit. A lot of these experiences, you know, there's probably people who have been there, but everybody's got their own experiences in there. But what I learned from that is if you let it be and accept, that was a, a literal moment of that sort of like transition happening where I accepted it. And because I accepted it and I was patient and, and I just didn't let that fear grip me, I was able to move on and move beyond it and find a whole nother level of peace and happiness yeah. and so you know in daily life what i experienced if it is sorry we got a windstorm going i don't know if you can hear that it's beautiful yeah <laughs> well my ceiling is or my roof isn't coming off but you know in my daily life i just had an experience yesterday very difficult client that i work with being very emotional very personal my instincts were to go back at them and act the way that they were acting to me and i in my brain am having this moment of like, I accept it's okay. You know, this is, this is what it is. I just need to maintain myself and stay grounded and, and I will make it through and sure enough by just maintaining integrity and not letting those emotions become a part of mine and get mad at them the way they were getting mad at me. We worked through it together and they, we walked away with them happy, be happy. Everything's okay. It, it could escalate and become something much, much worse, but direct correlation between those experiences and my ability to recognize them. Well, and what I'm also hearing from you right now is the simple intensity that you're still walking with letting it be and having the capacity to simultaneously feel the emotion coming at you mm. and not taking it on. I loved that you said that, that you're capable of hearing and witnessing a very personal emotion and not succumbing to fighting it or going at it. Right, right. What do you owe psychedelics today in this moment? What are you looking for in this relationship? Is it more spiritual healing? Is it answers to anything? What would you say your interpersonal relationship with this medicine is? Um. So my answer to that is going to be a little bit deep. So in my experience, I had a moment towards, I think it was towards the latter half when a lot, I was purging emotion. I think I'd been grinding for about an hour, just about everything. One of the things that happened 
was I felt I'd felt the connectedness to all. I'd felt that that I'm just a part of this big giant thing that's just evolving, living and breathing, and I'm, I'm not in control of it, you know. But I recognized at one point that we all have an inner light, and I and I, I physically saw that my mom passed away seven years ago. Her inner light came flying at me, big, radiant, beautiful, and without seeing a face her body or anything. I knew it was her. I saw the same with my dad, with some friends, with some family, old teachers, random people I'd talked to for like an hour. Like they started, these lights started flying at me. And I realized that we all have this inner light. We're born with it. It's a spirit. It's a, it's this, we're all good. The worst people in the world, these, you know, the Hitlers of the world, they're born with this inner light and, and it's good. It's not, you're not born evil. You're just born a part of and good. And so. What's the emotion coming up right now when you say that and reflect on that experience? It's excitement, really. Like it's not, it's not sadness. It's excitement because it's something that is so much deeper than just the daily bullshit. That when it's something you try to see and recognize, it puts a lot of things into perspective. Who do I want to be with life? Where do I want to go? What's my purpose? What do I want to do? I want to influence people well. Do I want to leave people feeling badly? Like you, we got to make all these decisions. So, but again, like my, the thing that I'm, that I'm, I can't remember how you worded it now, but with, with psychedelics, I'm not looking for answers. I just want to find more closeness with my original spirit and self and aura and the thing that I know is inside of me that's radiant and really, really good. I saw, it sounds corny, but this is as real as can be. And I realized my entire life I've been this way, but now I can see it more as my, I did realize my purpose, which not a lot of people that I've spoken with actually have had that type of experience with psychedelics. But, and again, it sounds cheesy, but my purpose is straight up just to spread love, bring my light wherever I go and remember that I have it and to let people know that they've got one too by just being friendly and just kind and sharing love. Okay. But that's tell me this. This is fucking pretty priceless. This idea of witnessing people for their light as well as you shining your light on people. Yep. Is that a pretty wild experience as you live every day with that? Yeah, it is. And the funny thing about it is the more I talk, I'm very vocal about my experience because it was, and I've said this hundreds of times, the single most important thing I've done in my adult life, that's, that's bringing up some emotion right now. And that right there, what is that emotion? It's overwhelming joy and relief. And it's a lot of, I would just say. It's mixed emotions. It's the sad, all of it kind of comes together once the same way I felt. I remember when I was in my experience at one point I needed help. I was really starting to freak out. So I was in my experience, I was freaking out and my guide put their hand on my chest and I felt this unbelievable. I felt my guide's love. I felt my guide's warmth, but it also made me comfortable and okay with mine when there's that moment where you're freaking out and it's that experience is so intense you're you're you are in a different dimension and everything that you think is real is is different than what you thought it was and so 
to, to be able to slow down and to feel that I think it's ultimately love and love is really hard sometimes to accept. I think that's a lot of where the emotion comes from. But again, it's like all of these things at once, the sadness I've dealt with depression. I've dealt with, with addiction. I've dealt with some pretty, some heavy traumas from childhood. And so these things that we carry with us, it's like, they're always a part of us. They are, they make us who we are, whether we are aware of them or not, I think does say a lot about like how we navigate life in general. I think a lot of people, myself included, when I wasn't aware of what my trauma was before I met by Sherpa and was able to spend years working on and try to decipher kind of where my demons come from, what they are, the way that I would react to people and the way that I would navigate just life in general was very conflicted and affected by this trauma. So the emotion that comes up when I talk about psychedelics bringing me the single most important moment that I've had in my adult life, that it's all of those feelings at once, but ultimately wonderful, wonderful love and just goodness. Well, and the thing I know about you, Felix, is the fact that you had that experience, but you've also done the intimate, intense work surrounding it so it wasn't as if it was a passive experience and that's what i really love about your voice today in our conversation is your capacity to look at things that are challenging honor them accept them acknowledge your place in it but also know that you want change so knowing that you've made radical transformations in your personal and professional life to find your heart and find your location that you want to be and the person you want to be with and the people you want to surround yourself with wasn't passive by any nature. And that's what I admire about you. Thank you. I feel the same way. Yeah, it's perspective. That's my number one word. If that, if psychedelics can bring you anything, it's perspective you cannot gain, I think, in any way on your own. I think it is that enlightenment is a real thing. Very, very, very real. But to your point, the work is what makes it real. If you just go in, you get blasted with this, the topic today, we're kind of talking about recognizing the desire to dive. It is a freaking dive. Like you motherfucking dive head first into that pool of darkness and you're swimming and that it is what it is for however many hours, you know, and coming out of that, a lot of people I've spoken with who've had deep psychedelic experiences. It was so, it was traumatic. It can be, I think, in some ways to people, if you don't use it as it is a medicine and then do the work afterwards, that is so, so fucking important. It's crazy. I love that. And that leads me to talk about the desire to dive because you are quintessential in doing the integration work. You've really flipped over many of the rocks, you're actively participating within the memories and experience you had a couple of years ago. What's the call? What are you hearing? What are you listening to intuitively? Because it sounds like there's a, another ceremony potentially on the horizon. What is drawing you? Yeah. So I am, um, I have, it's so funny. Every time I think about it, I think about it a lot coming up soon. I am going to do this again and the draw and the desire, there's a couple of factors. So the first round was just kind of like, we're trying this out. Let's see what happens. 
walking away being like, I don't know if I ever need to do that again. When I was 18 years old was the last time I did a deep dive in psychedelics and I had a very, very bad trip. It was a party moment with some friends and it was horrible. Like I, I remember wanting to die in that experience and, and I made it through and I said, I'll never do it again. And the, the truth is it's like, I never wanted to be in that environment again. I never want to do a drug where I'm trying to be around people and, and be that out of control. That part's still true to this day. Like, I don't want to do that, but I want to, now that I did this experience in a, in a, like almost like a clinical setting and I've seen all the good it's brought and the perspective and the change and, and hearing about, I've friends and very close family who have done psychedelic integration in their lives, all have had these profound enlightening moments and they have all said the same thing, which is that they thought it was extremely beneficial or worthwhile. Whether they go back or not, most people say it was, it was the hardest thing they've ever done in their entire life. I know people who have gone on massive extreme journeys, climbing mountains, worst physical, uh, what do you call it? Exertion you've ever been through. And they say that that four or five hours journey in their ceremony was harder than anything they had ever done physically before, just hours versus like weeks and months on the road. You know what I mean? It's just, so my drive, what's bringing me back is a couple of things. I'm in a, a period of time, I'm in a moment in my life where I am living under incredible amounts of anxiety and stress. I've, I've been promoted, you know, I'm doing very well with work and but with that added responsibilities come a lot of added stresses that I've never dealt with before. And so I'm feeling a need to just reset. I'm feeling my ego bursting at the seams, but I'm having a hard time recognizing it. So I'm not, again, with my next experience of my next ceremony, I don't expect anything. I have zero expectations. All I know is stuff's going to come up in it. And it's probably like it did last time, going to show me things that are going to help me navigate life differently that hopefully makes things less anxious and a little bit less stressful and depressing and just, you know, so again, it's just that perspective, but that's my goal. I want to go in with zero expectations and just reset. Well, and what I heard about earlier is this idea is the reset, but also the humble bowing to it so if you could with consent consider that this idea of bowing to it humbly building a conversation with it and resetting sounds like a remarkable recipe absolutely what are you, what are you doing to be gentle with yourself today and as you get ready for this experience so First and foremost, spending time breathing through it. That was a huge, huge thing with my ceremony was needing to just breathe. You got to breathe a lot. You need to just get that air in and let that air out. And it's like, that to me is such an easy, stupid thing. We breathe all day, every day, because it's what keeps us alive. But to set that intention and recognize it, that first and foremost, above and beyond anything like Cause I think about it and I just can feel myself like, yeah, it's so scary. You know, it's fucking intense, man. But like <laughs> I, I breathe 
And then, so that's just me on a daily basis. Whenever these moments come up, what I'm doing to be gentle with myself today, not even looking at the, my, my next ceremony, but so I set boundaries. Boundaries are huge. This is something that I've learned. My Sherpa's taught me so, so much about is boundaries and everything, relationships, work, myself, you know, partying. I'm drawn. I've always been drawn. I love just partying in general. Drugs and alcohol have been a big part of my past. Um, I've done a lot of partying and, but I've also learned that those, there's been areas of my life where I'm doing extreme partying, way too much drinking, way too many drugs. I think the psychedelics did play a part in me recognizing how much better life is without. About a year after my ceremony, I was able to make a commitment and stick with committing to no booze for a year. I wasn't, I wouldn't consider myself an alcoholic during this time. I was, you know, a couple of nights a drink, a couple of nights a week and have a few drinks, but just cutting it out period to see what that's like. I've been through horrible relationships with women. I've had very challenging relationships with friends. I wanted to cut just alcohol and see what that's like. And yeah, from that experience, met the woman of my dreams. I found I was able to move to the place of my dreams. I'm literally living my dream right now. And I attribute that to sort of the steps that I was able to take from my awakening, getting me towards realizing there's certain things I need to cut out of my life to grow and accelerate. And from that, it's just every day bringing me to a new place of peace and happiness. So I'm living in crazy, crazy fucking work stress right now, which sucks, but my ability to navigate it and being in the environment I am because of the life that I've begun to build just in the last couple of years, it's, I don't find myself in moments of severe depression. I don't find myself falling um, and finding myself astray from the path that I call my true north. So my true north is the steps that I take every day just by being, you know, full of love and thinking with goodness and kindness and making decisions that I know aren't just out of like lust and out of just what I want in that moment, but kind of thinking respectfully. Uh, yeah. Lost my train of thought a little bit there. It's shit. because you were flowing. It's perfect. No, <laughs> you don't have to say shit at all. Felix, the work you do, the intention you set, the just complete respect and reverence you have for transforming yourself and healing yourself all the while being respectful to others, I'm profoundly grateful for. And it means the world to me that I get the privilege to witness you and walk with you. Thank you. Oh man, thank you so much. My just, my, you've changed my life forever. There's emotion coming up right now. Uh, the experiences you brought me, the guidance you brought me, um, I think about every single day. I'm so grateful. Thank you so, so, so much. All of it. <laughs>